How do I look on camera? Well, it's great composure, but you're kind of ruining the shot. What do you mean I'm ruining the shot? Uh, you just look a little weak today. Well, it's because I got high testosterone, man. I got the highest testosterone of any man alive. In case y'all wanted to know that. <clears throat> y'all want a tip on how to get up your testosterone? No. Well, maybe the listeners do. Look, I know a lot of listeners. I know a lot of you guys are suffering from low testosterone because you've been drinking the dang faucet water all your life. It shriveled you up down to nothing, right? You've been eating cereal. (laughs) 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 Eating cereal? Frosted flakes. You've been eating cereal, hot pockets. Skim milk. Toaster strudels. Pop tarts. Look, I know all y'all got low T, man. Look, so you know, here I am. I'm old. I'm old as Sandhill beans. Y'all don't even know how old I am. Long in the tooth. Yeah, I'm old as mess, and I'm sitting here, man. And my testosterone is through the roof. I mean, I can go into the gym day after day, jack iron, get strong, muscles iron aggression, all of that stuff, man. Y'all just can't do it. You know what's so funny is Chad's so worried about his breathing lately. I went in there to bring him a key the other day in the gym. He'd do one <laughs> set of split squats, and I'd turn to talk to him, and he'd be like, <sighs> Yeah, you know, when he carries that 150-pound sandbag, he goes, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You got to get that diaphragm muscle yeah, up, Yeah, because that thing's sitting right against your diaphragm. No, I've been trying. I've actually been trying to... Breathe more through my nose. You don't breathe through your nose when you're working out? Well, I, I, I've i gotten the habit over a, uh, over a span of time of breathing through my mouth, and there just ain't enough back pressure. So He started dieseling when he does That's how you that. get slack-jawed, man. Yeah, yeah. Mouth uh, breather. So I'm trying to get in the habit of breathing through my breathing through my nose. Good. So I'm, I'm working on that, you know. But whatever, Blake, dude. You were lifting little kid weight in the gym this morning. I'm not the one who said I was going to beat everybody. Well, that's a good point, but I mean, you could at least lift the that's proper amount point. of weight in the gym. That was prescribed. That was RX 155. No, it was 205. It was 205. No, that's RX plus. Oh, no. no. See? Told you. I did that plus. Yeah, see? I got last, too. Oh. Watch your mouth. <clears throat> What's this podcast titled, anyways? The, we we've been sitting here, YouTube. The end draweth nigh. YouTube. We've been sitting here for the last twenty minutes, waiting on these guys to come up with the dang title for this podcast, and that's the best they could come up with. Has anybody noticed every podcast is titled "The End"? Something. The end is here. The end is coming. Yeah, the end the of end what? The end drawing, draweth nigh. Yeah, who's who? That's not me, YouTube. That's these guys. They Their job is to come up with a title for every one of these podcasts, who's, and this is what they come up with. Who's these guys, man? What is what, what, the end of what? I don't know. Y'all are the ones. Blake came up with the title oh, today. Yeah. What, what end of what? The Blake? end of what, Blake? What is drawing nigh? Come on, Blake. The end of my time here, if y'all don't get on <laughs> with your mess. <laughs> Look, yeah, I already laid no. out last, Dang. last episode because y'all quit dang jacking around in here. All you want to talk about is jacking iron, how strong you are, 
I was going to tell everybody the secret to having high testosterone, but I figured y'all would be offended by it. <laughs> Tennessee Bridge, so, hey, we A-N-D, yeah. said low T and E-D. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't worry about us. What's the secret? Man? Yeah. The secret is just having conversation with pretty women. That's all you got to do. If you'll just talk to pretty what? women, your testosterone will go through the roof. Are you serious? That's yeah. what you're trying to sit here and say. That's that's the that's the literal secret. And I see, get all yourself in the pickle, you keep do that too much. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, Chad, you're a strange dude. Well, you know, all these other guys, they're going out here spending all their money on testosterone replacement when all they would have to do is say hello to a pretty woman. That's all they got to do. It's like. That's the extent of the conversation. Hello. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it ain't gotta be. It, it obviously doesn't have to be like a long conversation. It's just saying hello, man. But so what is the science behind that? Well, that that goes deep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I bet it's really does. what it's doing <laughs> is it's activating the back. There's a small part in the back of your brain called the listeria gland. This Huberman, he and listeria. This. Yeah, it's called the listeria gland, named after the bacteria, and that gets deactivated over time because ancient man was constantly talking to women because they had to talk about stuff like, "Hey, man, hey, I'm going out hunting. Keep this place right, you know. Hey, I'll be back." They were constantly talking back and forth, but. <laughs> We live in a society now where you don't have to talk to women. So you don't say, hey, Brooke, I'm going out hunting. Get on them pots and pans. <laughs> well, I don't, we don't have to do that anymore. You Why know, you, you have to make it inten an intentional time of your day to talk to a pretty woman. Now, if you're married to a pretty woman, that's who you need to be talking to. If y'all saw me when I walked in the gym this morning, the first thing I did was talk to my wife. First thing I did. Right when yeah. I walked through the door, I talked to my wife. I gave her a kiss. I said, baby, I'm going to get after it for you because I know that's the kind of man you, you want. <laughs> and my testosterone blew through the roof, man. That's all I had to do. <laughs> you felt it increase. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a feeling It's a feeling increase when that listeria gland gets activated. It comes up. You can actually see this on a brain scan. Uh -huh. They've tested this, all right? On in, you? In, in, well, no, on other people. Oh. They've tested it in, in labs. Got you. Where they're scanning somebody's brain, and that listeria gland, which is responsible for the production of your testosterone, most men like you guys, Yours would be blacked out this morning. Yeah. It wouldn't even show up on the scan. It'd be like, where's the rest of his brain? <laughs> Mine's lit up. I got you. All right. And then that, that activates that pituitary gland, and then that's activating your testosterone production. Mm hmm So that's where it's at, man. You know, And people get offended when I share this type of knowledge to them. But look, I, I'm not worried about you getting offended, man. I, I want you... To, to be like me, more like me. That's what I want you to be, okay? So I'm sharing with you all my secrets. I'm sharing all my secrets with y'all. You can thank me in the comments.
If you're watching this right now, thank you. Yeah, you can go ahead. Thank me in the comments. It's going to be a life changer for you. So that's my tip for today when it comes to working out and, and getting after it. That's the reason why you guys were so weak and pitiful this morning in the gym. All three of you. <laughs> so I disagree. <laughs> you do? Yeah. You know, why, why were This is we? science. How can you disagree with the science? I disagree that we were weak and pitiful. Oh, oh. Yeah. I disagree with that. Well, what's the I evidence? I think Blake actually won. Yeah, he was lifting the weight of a daggone bird. Nonetheless, Charlotte wrote war in the web, <laughs> and Wilbur responded with war. That's true. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think about that. Are you that. familiar with Charlotte's web? <laughs> my gosh. I didn't consider that. So when you holler war, he couldn't wait. We couldn't wait. That's why I didn't take as many breaks for or yeah. hardly any break. Yeah, and then, and then war, corn, right? So there, there was a point during the workout that Cornbread's yelling at me to get, oh, get after it, son. I why passed you, you on the hey, bike. And I'm like, this joker ain't even taking the break. No wonder he's <laughs> getting ahead of me. But I gassed on the last one, dude. <laughs> Big time. I gassed on the light. You can, when you holler war, we can't wait for you to shoot first. When there when there is a one minute break programmed between rounds, that means you take you have to take the one minute break in order to be actually in a competition. Well, look, we all did different things. You and me did the exact same thing. I mean, we're on a different bike, and you beat me. So really, you're the only. I'm the only one that you can brag about beating. Because, well, that is true. Because they didn't even do the same thing. Yeah. Corn just cheated but the time. <laughs> here's the problem. Here's the problem when you roll up and you say, I'm about to beat every last one of y'all. And I said, well, you're doing more weight. Yeah, that don't matter. I'm still going to beat you. The the exact yeah. words was, I'm about to beat the brakes off all three of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you beat me, but you didn't beat the brakes off of me. I still got my Look, brakes. His sit ups were sad. No, I mean, Chad literally beat the brakes off a of corn. He didn't take brakes in the workout. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That did happen. Yeah. That is. He psychopped me there, didn't he? He daggum took the brakes right off a of corn. Blake, why do you think you're why do you think you're so weak these days, man? What do you attribute that to? Well, yeah, I'm it's just, not being able to move much weight, you know. If we would have been outside, Blake would have been screwed because there was a little breeze this morning, and the weight he was lifting was so light, it would have blown the weight down the street. And he would have been having to chase his bar around all day, all, all morning long. So what do you think? What's going on with you, Blake? Are you still recovering from Megalocron or what's well, yeah, going I'm on? always recovering from something. You know, I'm all, I stay in recovery and... So, you know, I do that. See, I do that. Uh-huh. And so I go around. I try to find the sickest environment I can. I go in and I try to think. I got Now, look, I can't get coronavirus for a while now because I done had it. So it kind of sucks. So I got to find somebody that's got the flu. Mm-hmm. And it makes you stronger if you live life. You're bug chaser. And, yeah, and you work out and you do things while you're sick so you're, you're trying, trying to, to get sick you're trying to tell me i'm always sick you're all why are you so weak man well all i gotta do is not get sick and i'll just just blast the brakes all you <laughs> look i'm working at 50 percent. i'm working at 50 percent all the time 
and you act like, oh, Blake, I've always been, well, let me not be sick one time and we'll see what you got. I mean. Okay, so I get it. So right before the competition, you're going to not get sick. And then yeah. you're going to be at 100%. Exactly. Who do you guys think is going to win at the tactical games? We're going to Florida in March. Blake and I are compete. Have you signed up yet, Blake? Don't worry about what's going on over here. All right. <laughs> okay, we're going to the tactical games in March. Who I'm do you, excited. Who do you think is going to win for real between me and Blake? Because we're going to be competing in the same, what is it, class or division, I guess. Well, I might drop down division depending on if I'm sick or not. Well, no, Bubba, you ain't dropping down in division. It's tough for I'm me doing. because I don't know what y'all are going to do between now and then. You know, you don't have much time. But see, I could see Blake getting a spell where he goes to the range five, six days a week. And if he starts doing that, well, he's going to shoot so much better than you that he'll probably win. The but problem right now, is you're though, stronger than him at like, you know, the specific tactical game stuff. So I don't know. I don't, it's hard to say. The problem is, is he just can't move the sheer amount of weight. Yeah, not currently, I don't think. Yeah. That's, that's why I probably dropped down divisions here soon. No, Blake, you are not dropping down in divisions, man. Uh, how much, how much sprinting's involved in it? Is there much just speed work, or is it <clears throat> primarily well, heavy lifting? I've never done it. I've never done one before, but I think it's a mix. I think it, I think it, they try to balance it out pretty well to where no person has a big advantage because they're super good at one thing. Like you can't you can't just show up and just be a freaking beefsteak and be able to lift, you know, three, four, five hundred pounds and win because of that. So I think uh, there is there is a stage that's in like an endurance running stage where you go out on a I don't know, like a six to eight mile run or something like that's that. Cool. Yeah, so that's one of the stages. A lot of the stages do involve using the tick me and chili made a video on the tick last week you got to work on them endurance carries with that thing yeah the front carry with that thing is rough you start flaking out i did early. i did some yesterday good i'll tell y'all a good workout i did this workout yesterday i had i set 30 minutes on the clock and i had my i had the yoke that you guys saw me and chili tossing the tick over on the video last week i had the yoke set and I would grab the tick, toss it over the yoke one time, and then I would do one rope climb. And then I would do two over-the-yoke tosses. Each time I'm, I'm tossing the tick over the yoke, and then I'm climbing over the yoke back to the tick. Then I did two rope climbs. Three, three, four, four. And I made it up to seven and seven within that half hour. I thought I was going to make it to ten and ten. No. <laughs> seven... Back-to-back rope climbs is rough, son. Is rough. So that's a good workout if you guys want to uh, do a little something with the tick. But then Blake came in there yesterday and just was bebopping around the gym because he took my Suburban keys, and he was bringing them back to me, and I said, Bubba, you better learn how to carry that sandbag right there. And you picked it up, didn't you, Blake? Oh, yeah, it wasn't nothing to that thing. Okay. Did you front carry it? I overhead pressed it. No, he just picked it up. Thought, what's the big deal? <laughs> he picked it up and just set it right back down. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's like you pick up your fork and you're not figuring out a tactic on how, oh, how can I get this fork up easier? That was real. I mean, it's like, all right, got so it. So YouTube, y'all, y'all drop your, drop your bets in the comments. Who do you think is going to win at the tactical games competition between me and Blake? I, I may have, I may have to personally, even though I don't want to vote for Chad because Blake don't seem like he's taking it serious. I think if Blake, let me. I'll have a qualifier. If Blake takes it serious, he'll win. But if he just keeps treating it like this, then. Well, he's taking it serious, serious enough to go out and spend thousands of dollars of our money, our money, <laughs> on his equipment. Well, good. I hope he's taking it serious. So he's took it serious enough to do that. You better be training. <laughs> what pistol did you go with, Blake? CZ Shadow 2. Why did you go with that versus the Dan Wesson that I've got? Well, it's about a thousand dollars cheaper as one. Two. Even after you put the trigger and everything in it? Well, no, it's not a thousand dollars cheaper after that. But the trigger was only a couple hundred dollars. Okay. Yeah. Continue. Why'd you go with the CZ Shadow? Well, I think they're pr- it's a proven platform, a proven system, and the CZ seventy five's been around forever. And they probably make the best I think probably the best uh, competition style stock gun out there. Uh, I mean, the, the Dan Wesson's been good, but it's only been around for a few years. Yeah, it actually just came out. That's a yeah. fair. That's a fairly new pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the grip. I like the grip angle and everything better than the the twenty eleven. It's just more ergonomical. I, it feels like to me. But I mean, I'm not a. I'm no expert. That's just. That's just what I picked. That those twenty eleven seem to be finicky to me, with their mag shape. Like you got to shape the mags right, or they won't slide mm. out right. And then they get, they got to be really clean. And and you know probably unless you get up in those four or five thousand dollar guns, then maybe it's not quite that way. But I've had one. I've had two before, and they've both been finicky. One's a st- staccato, and then that other one I've got. So, so my buddy has a twenty eleven made by Atlas Arms. I think that's like a $5,000 pistol, yeah. isn't it, Blake? Yeah. That's, uh-huh. And it's it's so, I don't know, smooth or whatever that when he cleans it, he can rack the slide on that pistol just by doing this. He do, He holds the pistol and just shoves the pistol forward, and the slide will rack. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it seems but crazy. yeah, I don't think those guns like to run very dirty either, do they, Blake? Not the ones I've had, Hatton, but I've never had a Atlas or anything, so I don't know. <laughs> now, if they don't, doesn't that seem like a problem for a, a competition like y'all are doing? Well, I mean, you could clean it after every stage. Well, that's true. Yeah, you could clean it after every stage, but I have no idea what this is going to be like. Yeah, this, me neither. This game, well, you I don't dang know. sure can't wa- see on YouTube what it's going to be like. No, because their their YouTube channel and their content freaking sucks. <clears throat> I mean, there it sucks. Well, tactical games, you need to step it up. If you if anybody in the tactical games community or or ownership what listens to this podcast, you seriously need to step up your content. So when when we come down there, we're gonna show y'all how to do that. All right. So you you can thank us later, but we're going to show you how to step up your content on the tactical games. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, 
So another thing that I don't like about the 2011, Blake, and you said it, I don't like the grip angle or shape on the 2011. It is literally like gripping a two by four. Yeah. It's a big old fat square straight angle. Mm. I just ain't digging it, man. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. I mean, if you shot it enough, I'm sure you'd get used to it. But yeah, it's not. It's not my cup of tea. At least right now, I might shoot that one and get into it and say, "Ah, oh, that's what I want." But right now, the I think the CZ is the way to go. I mean, I like that pistol. Yours has the same grip, so I mean that it's. I'm sure that's the better gun, but it's a lot more money too. What modifications have you made to your Shadow 2? I did the trigger. What trigger? Upgrades. You must have watched our YouTube video. You must have watched. Oh, yeah. What upgrades did you do? Yeah, we can't say modification on YouTube when we're talking about our firearms because then they flag the video. So you must have watched mine and Chili's video then, huh? Okay. Yeah, I did. As soon as I watched it, boom. Went to the internet. What triggered you put in it? Cajun Gun Works. Okay. Yep. I did that. I did. I put a different set of grips on it, and I think that's it. But what about that? Didn't you do the safety? Oh yeah, I added the extended safety lever. Yeah. That's that was the main thing I didn't like about that Shadow Two was the safety selector. Yeah, it's dumb. They used to send the Shadow Twos used to come with the extended and the flush. And then the optics ready model, they stopped sending it. It's just stupid. I mean, I don't, who would even want the flap? Like, you can't even you hit can't, it. You can't it's hit short, it. right? It don't. Well, like, it's just almost flush. Come out. Yeah, it's yeah. almost flush yeah. with the slide. So, I mean, if your hands are sweaty or something, yeah, it's just is impractical. Well, You're your not going to be able to do that. They don't even have to be sweaty. You just can't reach it. It doesn't have anything to hit. Yeah. So yeah, it just sucks. It's stupid. That's well, the dumbest thing on those guns. Does that does that extended safety selector does that solve that problem? Yeah, yeah, it's big now. Okay. Yeah. Because that's one thing I liked about the Dan Wesson better is you almost cannot draw that pistol from the holster without disengaging that safety selector. Yeah. Because it's just right there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I think my my pistol's definitely a better pistol. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, that's why you spend all our money on it, our money, <laughs> all of our money. Well, <laughs> you know somebody's got to compete around here. Somebody's got to sign up for something and, and compete around here. You know, it's uh, been a while since anybody other than Chad has. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, months and months. I tell you what, last year, boys, I really carried the burden. I was just telling Chili and Jeff yesterday, I said, you know what? Last year, I did the Hurricane 300. Then I ran the Cocodona 250. Then I did TNGA. Then I ran the Georgia Jewel 100 miler. Then I ran the Beast of the East 100 miler. Five. Well, Blake ran 100. Yeah, I was prou- proud of you, Blake. I'm still proud of you for that. Well. So I and, and I'm glad you're si- you signed up or you're thinking about signing up for the tactical. I'm games. signed up. Okay. Yeah, I just might drop divisions. No, I'm glad you're signed up. The that's way, gonna way. that's gonna make an outstanding little documentary there. Oh, it'll be good. The documentary needs to revolve around me and Blake. Well, yeah. And and how and where we are in terms of 
competition with each other. What else would it be? Yeah. The history of the tactical games? No, yeah. man. It's about y'all. That's going to be good. We're going to get some good content uh, right there. Hey, what's up, YouTube? Welcome back to the 307 Podcast. I haven't welcomed you guys yet. We appreciate you tuning in. You know, a lot of you guys don't like the fact that we sit here and have conversations with each other about guns and all of our stuff, you know, on the podcast. Well, if you don't like that, I got two words for you. Fast forward. Just Screw fast forward. you <laughs> if you don't like that. This is our podcast. Chili, you got you opened up international shipping, didn't you? Yes. What the crap, dude? How yes, did you do, how did you do that? It's it's only taken what three years now? No, come on now. We did it for a while. We had a little intermission. Now it's back. It's been back for probably two weeks. We've had some international orders come in. They've been going smooth. I think I've got all the problems fixed. Don't hold my breath. You you're hearing this now on the podcast. You may go try to order it in a little while, and it's turned off again, depending on what happens. But should be good to go. We've got it rolling. We've shipped some out already. Where have you shipped to? Oh, man. Hungary, Canada, Australia, the UK, the Netherlands. For real? Oh, yeah. This Australia. People, yep. People listen to this in Hungary? Yeah, it blows me away, man. Are you serious, man? It's crazy. So, if you're in any of those countries and some more. Have you, you had anybody really? from China? No. Is it nobody from China's order? <laughs> no, and I don't anticipate that. But can 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 the Chinese listen to this podcast? Probably not. Ping. Oh crap. Probably. <laughs> so they don't the Chinese don't have access to this podcast, you don't think, Chili? Well, I I mean from what I know about the which is very little, the internet regulations there, I mean everything would be monitored to the point that I don't believe I mean, maybe maybe somebody has before, <laughs> but I don't think that. I mean, it's you're not supposed to. I mean, the 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 media and the social media and everything is so regulated that anything from America like this would not be tolerated. No crap, man. We've got to get this podcast out to the Chinese. Well, I would recommend we got to start we got making to, this on tapes. I'd recommend we got to take a trip to China, well, in we live and in person. Yeah, that's we how could you do that. That's Go how you walk that wall. <laughs> yeah. We could do that. You talking about the Mongolian Wall, Blake? Great Wall, the Great Wall, Great Wall of Mongolia. Yeah, yeah. So you know we have one in Mulan. We haven't had any Chinese. Have we had any Indians? No, no. Okay, we have not not from not in no. India. No, we have not. How about Iranians? No, no, we have not shipped no. to Iran. Any Africans? Yes. We've had an African order? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I can I can check. I remember this. Not recently, but I think that was one of the old cuts. Oh, um, okay. Well, well, that's all right. You don't have to go okay. all the way back in the... Okay. Well, no, not recently. In the archives. But anyways, we've Chile has been working hard behind the scenes. <laughs> we know you guys have been making requests for, you know, a long time. Yes, I, I know many of you are very angry. I've been on Chile for years about getting these international orders come up, and uh, and they're open now. And you know what's great about that? We're about to roll out. We're about to roll out a book, son. Yeah, we're about to roll out a book. Yep, we'll be able to ship that around 
all over the world, all over the earth, man. So it's just good timing. We're going to roll that out for y'all in February. Y'all get ready for that. But between now and then, if you're living in one of them foreign countries, you can get you some 307 Project gear. Hopefully. Hopefully. We're doing we our best. Inter- interplanetary. Yeah. <laughs> Tell them too. jokers. Well, when, yeah, when those spaceports are all done, mm-hmm. we've got access to Mars and the moon. We'll ship there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the international should be good to go. wonder how Mars handles their taxes. That's a good point. We're going to have to ask Elon. Yeah. But anyway, don't be a turd shirts. New design back in stock. Got some hoodies still. Still cold. Well, unless you're in Australia. Yeah, well, good point. If you're we, in we, Australia, we're, not, we're, you we're don't kind want of a shifting hoodie. from the international. Back to the international. Thank you guys. We do love everybody that supports us no matter where you're from. It's just it's been quite the challenge opening up the international orders. But I think we've done it. Bear with us when there is issues. But it is back open, so thank you very much. We love y'all foreigners, too, man. <laughs> We're all part of the human race, right? Well, we Lord love yeah. y'all foreigners, too. It's yep. all good. We appreciate y'all tuning in. It's funny to think what, what a man in Hungary thinks about the crap we talk about, you know? Well, or yeah. Australia. Yeah. They can't even have no guns in Australia. Yeah, they're in a weird situation. That's what's so interesting. Me and Chili talked about a little bit with the international ship and the people that's getting the Tree of Liberty shirts. Oh, really? Especially in Canada. That's who I was getting it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Canadians. Yeah. There, there's a bunch of, there's a pile of good people in, in Canada. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a pile of country folks in Canada. Yeah. I mean, these jokers got some farmland. They got some of the best deer hunting, whitetail deer hunting on the continent. Yeah. I've always wanted if I could, if I go whitetail deer hunting one place it would be Saskatchewan. You know they've got them big old big body deer with them dark antlers. Yeah, and just cold man, it's just cold up there. There's some good mugs in Canada, and them jokers have had a hard go at it. Yeah, y'all up in Canada, man, y'all have had a hard go at it. I'm telling you, but it's good to see. Y'all, man, y'all starting to get y'all starting to get fed up with the bull crap. I like my Canadian people. I've always wanted some Canadian gold. I knew it was if coming. If y'all in Canada, if y'all don't know, y'all make a coin that is a Canadian maple leaf. It's a one ounce gold coin, point nine 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 percent gold. All right. So if one of y'all in Canada have got one of those laying around, please send it to me. Because I've been trying to get my hands on one for years. Tell them, where can they send it, Chili? Well, yeah, 3 of 7 Project. Don't send them Canadian gold, but P.O. Box 454, Rome, Georgia. P.O. Box 454, Rome, Georgia, 30162. Okay. Yep, that's that's the P.O. Box if you... If you ever wanted to send a letter or something, but good Lord. Don't. Why did you tell him not to send me Canadian gold, why, man? Why are, you asking, why are you soliciting gold via the internet? I want a Canadian maple leaf gold coin, Go man. Go buy you one. I can't find one, man. <laughs> They've got them all up in Canada. <laughs> there ain't none here. Oh, man, you can't get that crap around here, man. How you gonna buy Canadian gold in the United States? You're a bad numismatics, man. You ain't, Your collection's weak. Yeah, it is. Weak as grass, man. I've been wanting some of <laughs> All that. All you Canadian got is gold, wheat man. pennies. 
collection ain't got no yeah. teeth. Wow. <laughs> I got I got buffalo nickels, wheat pennies. I've actually got a half cent. That's cool. I, I've got a half cent piece. Those are pretty. That's cool. Yeah. I, I'll bring my uh, coin collection here on the the show one day. I'll bring that on for y'all. That'd be riveting. <laughs> About as riveting as this conversation we've been having up to this point. Uh, outstanding. Thank you for uh, getting that international shipping stood up, Chile. I'm glad to see you finally are figure- finding ways to make yourself useful around here. Well, it's been a struggle, but I've been trying. Yeah, it's, you've been a slow, you've been a late bloomer, my friend. Well, <laughs> hey, if you can, if you can say anything, man. We, I tried. We've just been paying Chili for the last few years just to keep him around because we knew eventually he would get to the point where he would make himself useful. So, well, that happened yet. He's getting there. <laughs> he's getting there. I have tried. That's one thing you can say. You know, a lot of people that he listen. Tried. A lot of, yeah, he tried. That's the next book. All right, we're coming out with a book in February about uh, it's mine. And then, and maybe next year we'll come out with the one about Chile. It's well, you're be right. You're, you've been writing a biography about me for a while. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm going to write the book about Chile. Well, yeah. Lord knows I can't write a book. All right. So now, I think a lot of people that listen to the podcast might just think that we're just podcast heads. I think that's what a lot of people think, right? That we're just YouTubers podcast heads you know obviously we have our we have our gear that we ship out but what a lot of y'all probably don't realize unless you've been following us for quite a while and you know what it is we actually do the what we actually do in the bread and butter of three of seven project is the training events that we put on that's what we love to do I mean, we love doing the podcast. We love doing all that stuff, right? But the biggest impact that we are able to make and when we feel like we are really living out our purpose and helping people to the the maximum level is when we're spending real time with people at these training missions that we've developed. So we had one just this past weekend. If you guys don't know, we have a couple different types. We have the basic course, we have the rite of passage, the rock course, and then the one we did this past weekend is called the proving grounds. The proving grounds. This was the seventh class that we ran through the proving grounds, and it's always just an outstanding time. It's an outstanding time. And there's always some tremendous impact that's made in someone's life and hopefully multiple people's lives when we run the Proving Grounds. So I wanted to ask you guys what you, uh, what was your, what was your major takeaway from the Proving Grounds or what was the, the biggest change that you saw in someone while they were there and maybe even what caused that change? Right, I wanted to ask you guys because there were a lot of examples of it. Mm-hmm. It's always amazing when you when you're when you're working with someone and you just see you just finally see that switch flip in their mind. 
like Gabe on yep. those stairs. Yep. Like that was a moment where Gabe was holding back, man. He didn't really know what he was supposed to do there. He I felt like he didn't he didn't really have he hadn't figured it figured out what's the purpose of me being here, right? Like what is this what is this team that people are talking about? I don't feel like I don't feel like part of this. I you know? But then you see this dude on the stairs when one of his teammates begins to struggle greatly. And then you see this dude find his purpose in helping his fellow teammate get through this evolution of climbing this flight of stairs 10 times after a lot of hard work already. And then he found purpose in that and just began to really thrive. Just really thrive. And when you see that happen, it's like, yep, that's what we're here for. Right. So what did y'all see? What did y'all take away? What? Well, I got mine. Go I, ahead. Uh, well, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because one, it de- definitely does pertain to, to Gabe. I was, it was very cool to watch him, watch him do exactly what you just described. I just wanted to say that it was, it shows the, the, the man that he actually is, you know, Yeah. whenever you were put in that position where, you know, I'm sure he didn't want to have to be doing what the whole team was doing at that point right but he he put that aside and he didn't care about anybody or he didn't care about anything but his teammates at that point that was very cool when because that that's the grand opportunity right then to turn inward and he did the exact opposite of it just very interesting Mm -hmm. very very cool to see but another thing that that or the main thing that stuck out to me over the weekend was something i realized and we ended up me and james talked about a little bit and you know, it's funny because a lot of people, and I was very happy to hear this, it was very cool, t- described and talked about, man, whether it was physically, mentally, maybe spiritually, they they realized that they actually had more than they thought they did to to give, you know, were capable of more than they had previously thought or given themselves credit for. And that's actually, a, that's an interesting revelation, that that a lot of people had and hopefully maybe everybody had but what's so interesting about that is the it's it's a beautiful thing because that's tell that that tells everybody tells you tells everybody how you were operating beforehand not at your maximum capacity not even close mm-hmm. and and but that was okay in your mind because for all you knew that was all you had so when you come to something like this or when you go do something and you push past that point and you realize, oh, dang, I've been selling myself short. I mean, that's a big burden. That's a big responsibility because when you go forward in life and you hit that point again, you can no longer tell yourself, this is all I got. You, you're, I mean, you can, but you, you know you're lying at that point because you go, oh, crap. I remember I got way past this. Think back to that weekend in January at the Proving Ground. Remember, I did this. Dang. So you can't, I mean, you you can no longer continue to tell yourself, honestly, oh, this is all I've got. You, you, you've, you've got a whole new, a whole new perspective on what you're even capable of. And that's a big responsibility. But to me, that's a beautiful thing because it forces, it forces the, the continuation of the process that you're on. It forces you to continue to grow. 
because otherwise you can easily continue to tell yourself that this is all you've got. This is all you're going to give. This is all you're going to do. And there's really no pressure. There's no internal pressure to, to, to say otherwise. But now that you have the proof, to me, that's how real change continues for a long period of time is you have that proof, you prove it to yourself and then hold yourself to it. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was very cool for me to watch that. And it gives me insight into how people are going to go forward from the proven ground and not just let it die with that weekend. Yeah, I do remember hearing a lot of people talk about that in the after actions reports, talking mm-hmm. about how, wow, I I've, I really haven't been been doing everything that I could be doing mm-hmm. physically, mentally, spiritually, and the reason is the reason we get stuck in this in this just kind of like stagnant mode where what we're what we are doing is all we think we are capable of doing we get stuck in that mode because the environments that we live in allow it yeah that's what it's all about the environment that you are in back home the environment that you are in right now wherever you're at allows you to just move at that average pace that you've been moving at for years and years and years, and no one around you expects any more from you. They don't expect it. Yep. So that's what allows you to stay there. And, you know, one of the big things that I've kind of added to my talks that I get to give, we went and gave one yesterday in Chattanooga. One of the big things that I talk about now is how important it is to change your environment. And that's what the Proving Grounds is. That's what the basic course is. That's what the rite of passage is. That's what all these training missions is, is it's an opportunity for every single one of you guys to step out of the environment that you live your day-to-day life in and to step into an environment where there are going to be people around you who are expecting more from you than the people back home expect from you. And so then it forces you to level up. It forces you to. You can't stay there unless you bring your effort up to match the expectations of the people who are there holding you to the standard that they're holding you to. So it's a, it's, it is your opportunity to change your environment. And I just, I truly believe in that. Yeah. I truly believe in that, man. And another thing's interesting too is is how a team brings that out, like what you're describing. I mean, it is the people around you that that bring that you watch bring that out in people. Yeah. And you hear so many people say, "Man, I just don't want to be, you know, I don't want to let my team down. I don't want to be this. I don't. I don't. I don't want to, you know." And it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you other than, okay, don't. I, you're in control of that. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to let your team down. Okay, you have the choice to do that or not. You're not letting your team down by struggling physically for for a time or whatever. I mean, that's not letting your team down. You're, you're letting your t- you let your team down if you quit and if you give up on them. Yeah, and you just focus on yourself. And because you're struggling, stop doing anything right. That's letting your team down. So when everyone says, "Man, I've, I'm I'm not doing well physically. I don't want to let my team down," it's like, <laughs> then don't. <laughs> I mean that that's okay. I, I wouldn't want you to either, but you you can control that. So. Yeah, and and the great thing 
is we got to we got to see people actually get to make that choice in real yep. time in real time. And going back to the stairs, one of the most prevalent examples I saw played out of what Chili just talked about, like what he's saying. If you don't want to let your team down, you're worried about letting your team down because you know you're not physically as strong as the other people on your team. If you don't want to let them down, well, the answer is like just don't stop trying. Don't don't give up. And the most prevalent example of that was Big Mike on the stairs. So Big Mike was out of shape, just flat out. He was out of shape. And those stairs were wrecking him, man. And there was one of those stair climbs that he got to the top. And I I, I saw him, man. It was a moment for him where he had to make that exact decision. Okay, this is really hard. I'm the slowest person here. And I'm hurting extremely bad. And there was a moment where he kind of like collapsed over, right? On, on that little wall right there. And I told him, I said, Mike, you need to quit being dramatic. You know, you need to either, you, you need to, you need to quit or you need to quit being dramatic and you need to get back, pony back up on them stairs. And that man in that very moment made the decision to not give up mm-hmm. on his team. And, that was awesome. When I saw him do that, it was like, I know he was thinking in his head and he made the right decision to get back in the fight and move as fast as he could possibly move so that his team could continue to move. Yep. Because his team wouldn't have been the same without him. He was, an, he was, he was a piece of that puzzle. Oh, he's a big piece. Yeah. And that was a really cool moment that played out of what that looked like in real time. So, Mike, if you're listening to this, man, it was really inspiring to see you make that decision. I hope I make the same decision next time something's freaking wrecking me out. And, you know, whatever it may be, it's probably not going to be a stair climb, but it might be. But I hope I make that decision next time something's freaking blasting me. Probably it'll, it probably the, the biggest way I can relate to that is stuff here at work. I tell y'all all the time, man. I tell y'all all the time. The stuff that the Lord has called me personally to do is hard for me. Like, it's hard for me. I t- I've told y'all before, I remember a couple of months ago, I was like, I didn't feel like coming in to do a podcast today. And a lot of y'all, I saw your stupid comments, man. I saw your stupid freaking comments. You said, oh, it's a shame Chad doesn't even appreciate the fact that he gets to do a podcast and he didn't want to do it and all this crap, you're an idiot. It's good that I didn't want to do a podcast because that was like that moment that Mike had on the freaking stairs where I say, no, man, people are depending on me. My team's depending on me. So I'm going to go do the best that I freaking can. And let me tell you what, man, if you're if you're doing something in your life that every time you have to show up to do it, it's easy and fun for you. You're doing the wrong thing in life. You need to freaking find something else to do. It should be hard. It should suck. Not all the time, but a lot of times. Because I've told y'all before, man, growth only comes through tension. You know what Chad would do? Chad would be out spending time with his freaking goats right now, man. 
So, I mean to get so angry with y'all. Y'all just ticked me off, man. <laughs> I I think for me there was there was multiple things that that I noticed that uh, I thought about a good bit. Well, one being that through from the very beginning of the start of the training, I think the entire team was given examples of each person's talents, skills, and weaknesses. And as, as the training evolved, they, they, maybe they wouldn't pick up on it because they were still in and of their self case in being, maybe somebody was really strong. So when it came time for somebody to be really strong, maybe that person wasn't even thought of to do it. Or maybe somebody was really quick and their energy was feeding the team. And maybe the team just didn't notice that. Or when somebody was in a weak spot or in pain, maybe that person got lagged behind until as time went on and people started finally realizing that, then they was able to sort of develop the team. Okay, this person's awesome at navigating. And he's, he's leading the team with the speed of that. Or this person's really strong. Maybe he should be toting the weight of things that come in strength. You know, or th- this person's really smart at figuring – figuring stuff out really quick. So maybe we should back up and let her do it. So on and so forth, or feed her as she's doing it. And I think it took a while for that to happen, but I think it took a while for a lot of people to get out of their self and say, Hey, we're all hurting the same, just in different ways. Or we're all succeeding just in different ways, or we're all failing just in different ways. Now, that was probably the biggest takeaway for me. And I thought, well, how does that apply in my life? You know, when I'm with the team here, do I realize what Chad's really good at and mimic him in that? Do I, do I realize where Blake could need some help and I could help him and go forward in that? And then, you know, with my family and friends. So that, that made me think of that. I think if Blake chooses to tell the story, I'll let him tell it because he had a specific case. But I think there was one time where Marty, had every reason to quit and society would have said that was fine, that that was fine. And he chose not to, and he put it all on himself. He didn't even worry about none of that. And I thought that was really awesome. And then toward the end of day, in the middle of day two, Steven, one of the LPOs, he didn't show that he had any struggles communicating. He was really, really good at communicating, but it was chaotic the entire day and when it come time on the football field and he he let all that out and I think he found the exact time when it was appropriate for him to address the whole team and he pushed really hard and you could tell what we was doing the whole team was putting in the same amount of Mm. effort dang I missed that yeah I wasn't up there yeah dang I wish I could have seen that Blake was there did you did you get the same thing which which point are you when we was on the side by side, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he led that whole, that yeah, whole he did, thing. Yep. Yep. Really yeah, really. That dude was awesome. Yeah, Steven he was, was solid awesome. the whole mm-hmm. the whole time. But that was like a big breakthrough through that I seen for him to his team and him being a part of the team. He, he's a fireman. He needs yeah. to be coaching people. Yeah, I agree. He needs to be coaching people. Yeah, awesome dude. Yeah, yeah, corn. What you're talking about, man? You're talking about people. People being in their own head, not not recognizing the the assets that that are yeah. surrounding them, 
within their team and 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 leaning in and supporting every individual teammate to do the things that they're best at and supporting them might might mean just enabling empowering encouraging uh, just providing the space for them to the space and the resources for them to do what they're good at doing right right it it might mean you doing what you're good at to complement or enable them to do what they're good at right and so the reason that people one of the main reasons that people don't look around and figure out who's good at what so that we can so well, let's figure this out so that we can maximize the effectiveness and the efficiency of the entire team the reason people don't do that like you said is because they're in themselves right and they show up thinking well i'm sufficient to do everything here i i'm suffi- I, I can i can do everything here why 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 do i need to look around me and my team like and figure out who's good at what because I can I can just pick up the slack and do it myself, right? Well, let me tell you a little secret, everyone listening. You are not good at everything. You just ain't. Neither am I. I am not good at everything. You know, around here, what am I good at? Very few things. I'm good at getting up and talk talking to people on a stage, right? I'm good at talk. I'm good at coaching people in a very unique, very specific way. But that's about it. So for you to maximize the effectiveness and the efficiency of your team, you have to swallow your dang pride and you have to say, I ain't good at everything, but these are the few things that I have to offer. And let me look around at what my teammates are good at. Let me maybe ask them, what are you passionate about, man? You know, what what is your gift? What have you been working the most on or towards? What fires you up? All right. What do you need from me to help you do that thing? Whether that's a, a piece of equipment, whether that's some sort of specialized training, whether that's some sort of budget, whether that's encouragement. Whatever it may look like, but that's the way a team has to operate. And people need to be smart enough to recognize that they ain't good at everything and they need people around them who are good at the things that they suck at. So thanks for bringing that up, Corn. Yeah, man. I think for me, one of the one of the cool moments was in the AAR on the second day. And we were up there and I saw this over kind of from multiple training sessions, but with Andres and, you know, he's trained with us three or four times now. And the first couple times, you know, he would share in there that, you know, as the event gets close, like he's always tempted to not show up. Like he just gets real anxious about it and doesn't want to show up. And then he would say that, that it's hard for him to focus on other people and be selfless. And he would say these things about himself. And the first time we trained with him, I thought, okay, well, maybe I saw a few things of that. The second time, he said the same thing. But I thought, well, you've made improvement. And this time, he said the same thing again in the AAR. And I just thought, no, it's not even you at all, Andres. And and I told him, look, man, stop saying those things about yourself because 
and he did. That was the cool thing that changed. Like, we just had one day with him after that, right? But he came up to me, and he was talking about, man, you're right. I do see that. I'm going to stop saying those things about me. But the problem is, is that we recognize, like, our faults, and we go around. Sometimes we voice them, and sometimes we don't. But when we do, I think a lot of people use that as, like, a tactic, like a, like, Hey, I'm just going to let you know this is how I am so that when I do it, you can't say nothing to me about it because I just told you that would probably happen. So if it happens, you should have been expecting it. But that's not that's not how that works. Like the ownership of your of your faults doesn't work like that. The only way that that works is if I say, "Hey, corn, this is my these are my tendencies, and if you see me start to do it, you need to get on my butt about it." so that I don't do it. It doesn't make it okay that you do those things. But also, once you no longer do them, you can't stay living in that because you're, that's just going to be holding you back the whole time. You could be progressing, progressing, but you're going only going to get so far until you stop believing those things about yourself. And so for him to come up after, and we had a conversation, and for him to say, you know, I do see what you're talking about. Thanks for Thanks for pointing that out. I'm going to work on saying those things about myself and so I mean I just think that's really powerful if he actually does that and he can follow through with that that'll make a big change in his life. Yeah. And so to see him make that switch I didn't get to see him live in that for very long cuz the the course was ending but for him to be able to see that I thought was really cool. Well that's the thing man like Andres I mean he's one of the most special people we've trained with and he you know he he does take ownership of everything you know but i just i agree yeah, with you I, I would hope that that ne- didn't turn into like a negative image of himself because you know that would only stifle him and he truly is i mean he's an extremely special person yeah. I and mean, every time he's gotten around the team i mean he's lifted everybody up greatly he was the best team member that alpha had yeah he and, was the best team member well, he was the and, only one who didn't care more about himself he was the one who set his feelings yep. aside yep. because he knew what was better for the team. He didn't talk when he had a better idea because he knew it would just add yep. decay. I mean, yeah. He's- and go back to the rock course. Go back to the basic course. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, every single one of us right now sitting in this room and listening to this podcast, every single one of us, we 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 live in a state where we are believing something about ourselves that is not true. There's something. There's something that you believe about yourself that is untrue. Guarantee you. If you dig deep enough, you'll find it. And it might be a negative thing. It might be a positive thing. You you, you might believe you're better at something than you actually are. Probably some of both. Yeah, it's probably some of both. You might you might believe, but at the same time, you might believe, oh, you know, I'm just, it, it could be anything. It's an infinite number of things. Oh, I, I'm an anxious person. You believe that about yourself. Oh, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm an overweight person. You believe that about yourself. Oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a timid person. You, every one of us has something. So you know what, man? When you when you have those things, it's really hard to identify them in yourself. Like it's really hard to make an assessment of what we believe about ourselves and then say, is that really true or not? I'm not saying that that's not a worthy exercise to do every now and then. But the way that you solve that is you do something like the proving grounds 
where you have someone there, a coach, an instructor, a teammate, you have someone there who is intentionally telling you what is true about yourself. Yeah. That's the way that that's the way that you expose these lies. When you put it to the test. I mean, you're putting those things, those statements about yourself to the test. Yeah, it 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 makes me think of another it makes me think of another team member that we had there and he repeatedly said that you know, he was a real anxious person and he just really didn't he just really wasn't down with speaking in front of people or sharing in front of people. And then he did it over and over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> he did it over and over and over again. It's like, man, you're freaking doing it. Yeah. Like, shut up. Yeah. You're, you're, you're not that person. You're, you're doing it. You're, you're showing, you're literally proving to everyone around you that what you think about yourself is just a flat out freaking lie. Andreas said he was scared at height of heights, and there was yep. one thing. Man, he crushed it. Dude yep. is not scared of heights. Yeah. He did Jacob's Ladder, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like that, that's the thing. Whether it's a positive thing you're telling yourself about yourself that may be untrue or negative, it is funny. We're sitting here talking about an event that we put on called the Proving Ground. Mm. The Proving Grounds. I mean, it, like it's a great place, a great venue to say, here's the things I believe about myself. Let me go prove it. Yeah. And like you say you believe that you're prove a— Prove it or disprove it. Or disprove it. You know, like Andres, maybe he does have those tendencies, but every time we've ever trained with him, he's been the selfless, the most selfless dude around. Yeah. I mean, every time. And you can't fake that. Like, you can't. That gets exposed in a 24-hour hike. That gets exposed over a weekend doing what we do at the Proving Ground. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's— it literally proves how he views other people and how he treats his team and how he views them. And, you know, same thing. I think people probably go into the proven ground, believing things about themselves that they're physically in great shape and they're this and they're that. And then you we go there and you go, of that. and you go, dang, I'm not. We had examples of that, but both are good things. Yep. Both are good. hundred percent. Yeah. I and mean, I think people spend a lot of time dwelling on those that like, Sitting around thinking about, all right, well, I'm an anxious person. How do yeah. I get over this? How do I get to where I can start talking in front of people? And it's, you know, I told you guys earlier, like, life is just life. Like, yeah. get on with it. You got to do what you dang got to do. Yeah. Everybody's got struggles. I mean, y'all always you, Blake. joke. Well, y'all always joking, kid. Like, hey, Blake's not struck, but... I mean, my marriage ain't where it's where I want it to be. I'm not the dad I want to be. I'm not the leader of the business that I want. I mean, those things, I think about those things all the time. I yep. think about where I fail at those things all the time. But if you ask me, what are you struggling with, Blake? I'm probably not going to have much because life's right. just life. And you, you dang get on with it, man. You know yep. what you're doing wrong and you fix it. And what's the point of going around and telling everybody about your problem? I mean, there is value in sharing and asking for help. There's value in certain things of that. If I see something's a problem with me, it, I mean, I would come to you guys and say, yeah. look, I, this is really, really hard and I need some help right here. But day to day, yeah, like just dang, get on with it, fix it and get on with it. Yeah. Well, we're going to shift gears here just slightly and moving on from the proving grounds. I want to share something with you guys that happened to me yesterday that impacted my perspective 
the way I see things. But before we do that, this episode is brought to you by our partners at Drink Hoist. You should check them out. I got this in my, I got hoist in my water bottle right now. I always, in this water bottle, it's a liter and a half. I go half hoist, half water. It's the, yeah, it's great. If you guys don't know, we've been using hoist for quite a while now. I use this as my hydration supplement out at Coca Dona 250 on uh, TNGA. All the, all the big events that I did last year, we really ran hoist through the paces and it did exactly what we wanted it to, wanted it to do. It hydrated me, kept me from cramping up and feeling like crap. It set well with my stomach. It's got calcium, potassium, magnesium, zero preservatives made in America by awesome people. It's a product that actually works and is good for you. So you should, you should go get you some, man. If you sweat, if you work hard, if you're an athlete, Whatever it is that you're doing, if you're sweating and pushing yourself, get you some hoist. It's going to help you go further and longer. Drink if you hoist. you stay sick all the time like me, it's mm-hmm. great. Yep. Drink Hydrate. hoist. Drinkhoist.com. We need to start a campaign. Earn your hoist. Because if you ain't sweating, you don't even deserve to get to freaking drink that. That's a good point, yeah. You got to go sweat. Yeah. You should sweat every day. Yeah. You should sweat every day, period. Just wanted to share something quick with y'all that impacted me yesterday. I was I went to the gym yesterday late. We had to go do our speaking engagement in the morning up in Chattanooga, and then I went to the gym around 3 o'clock. And I walked out of the restroom in the gym, and they now in the gym have, all of, have these little uh, pictures posted up in the hallway in there. And it's, it's got a picture of someone who goes to the gym, and then it has all of the stats of the weight they've lost and the improvements that they've made in their health, right? And as I'm looking at these pictures, all of these people in these pictures, it ain't like the most in shape people in the gym. It's just, it's people who are in the midst of their journey, right? And they're all smiling and you just, I just could see joy in their face. And I looked at this, these progress things of, of these individuals that have been highlighted in these pictures. And I thought, you know what? The old ignorant, stupid me would have looked at those things and scoffed. I would have looked at those things and said, oh, here's this person. Oh, they lost four pounds. You know, give me a break, man. Like, I would have looked at these things and said, well, yeah, you sh- yeah, of course, you should be improving. Like, look at you. You should be improving. Why, why are you going to put this? This ain't worthy to be put, you be highlighted on a freaking board. What? You know. Why do you think? I, I've lived my whole life so I, I've lived my life so much just being an ignorant dummy. And thankfully, the the Lord is changing my heart to where when I went out yesterday in that hallway and looked at these people and saw their their improvements they've made, like it 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 made it made me it almost made me emotional. Like I didn't cry, but I saw this and it, it, it filled me with joy. 
I was like, here's this person who is overweight, who probably hasn't been to a gym maybe their whole life. Maybe it's been decades that they've just neglected themselves. And here's these people, and they have chosen to make a change in their lives, to change their environment, to walk into a place that probably makes them feel really uncomfortable and inadequate, to walk into this place and to be dedicated enough to begin to produce positive results in their life. And I'm looking at these people and I'm like, my mom was one of them. I took this picture of my mom, man. And I said, holy crap, I'm so proud of you. Here's my mom. 13.2 pounds lost. 3.3 pounds of muscle gained. She feels like she has better mental clarity. Her food quality and her diet has been improved. And also her happiness has been improved. Her cholesterol's down. She's at 7.7% body fat. She's done all this in four months. You know how hard it was for my mom to go and join that gym and start this? You probably don't because you don't know my mom. But I know her. And I know how hard it was for her to actually go do that. Because I know she felt inadequate. She felt like she wasn't qualified to be there. She felt like she had neglected herself for too long, that she was just too fat and out of shape, that she was too old. It was too late for her. I know that's what she was feeling. I know those are the lies that she was believing about herself. But guess what she did? Just like all these other people on this board, she walked up in that place in spite of her own feelings of inadequacy, and she's lost 13 pounds. You realize how, how hard she had to fight to lose every one of those pounds? So she had to fight to walk in there. And then she had to fight every single moment of every single workout to make every one of these improvements that she's made. And you know what I realized? My mom has been outworking me. You know why? Because it's easy for me to walk in the gym. It's easy. It's what I like to do. That's where I feel like I belong. It's easy for me to go in the gym and make improvements. Because I feel good. I feel good, man. Feels good to me to work out. These people just inspired the crap out of me, dude. They inspired me so much, man. And they're not professional athletes. By the world standards, they're not, they're not doing anything great. Well, 13 pounds. Well, there's people out there who lost 200 pounds. 13 pounds. She had a fight for every one of those, man. And I'm just, I'm a little bit grieved by the fact that I spent so much of my life being a prideful, relatively useless piece of crap. And not being able to see or empathize or understand what it's like for other people. And then I walked out of the hallway, and here's a young man in there. I think he's 14, 15 years old. Had a brain tumor. 
had to do brain surgery. This man can barely walk. This young man can barely walk. I done seen him in the gym now four or five times. He comes in there and works with Hamza. When he started, he couldn't walk, period. They wheeled him in there on a wheelchair because he had that brain surgery. It jacked everything up, right? It's like a major TBI type of. Now he walks in there with a cane. Joker, 15 years old, man. I look at this Joker and I think, how hard is it for him to walk up in here every day, man? I talked to his coach. His coach said, yeah, man, he, a lot of days because he has, you know, balance problems and stuff, he's out here puking, throwing up before he comes in the gym in here. I think, how hard is it for that Joker to walk up in here? Talked to his coach. His coach said the Joker never complains. He said, I tell him to do five sets of this. He does it. He never complains. <laughs> I thought, well, I tell you what, Chad, that's somebody to learn from right there. You can learn from that joker. You know, I went over there to that young man, and I don't know if, I didn't know if he needed to hear this or not, but I just, I just went up to him and I said, hey, hey, man, I want to let you know that what you're doing in here right now is more inspiring than anything I could ever do. And he didn't know how to respond. He just kind of shook his head. I said, you don't have to say nothing. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. I just wanted you to know that. You know what a fool I am, have been. I just want to praise the Lord for changing my heart and continuously changing my perspective and bearing with me in spite of my stupidity for years and years and years. So all that just really impacted me yesterday, man. It's inspiring as crap. So, well, for those of you guys listening, I guess you're thinking, well, what the crap does this mean to me? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what it means to you. I guess it depends on where you're at. You know, if you're that person that's listening to this podcast, and you've neglected yourself for so long, maybe you're in your, you know, your latter years, maybe you're old, maybe you don't feel good, maybe you feel inadequate, maybe you've got a lot of room for improvement. I just want to let you know, if that's you, that you have the opportunity to go and do something that's way more inspiring than anything I could ever do. So don't waste that opportunity. Don't waste it. Go do it. And you don't have to share it all over social media. None of these people do that. None of these people. That, that, that guy in there with that head to brain surgery, he, don't, he ain't sharing about that. You know why? Because it's so freaking hard for him. He doesn't have the capacity to do that right now. He's just trying to do everything that he can do just to go in there and learn how to freaking walk again. But the people around you are going to see you. And that should mean something to you. So do it. Stop believing that it's too late. Stop believing that you don't have any value to offer because you've neglected yourself for so long. That's part of your story, man. That's going to be part of what you have to offer to your fellow man. So that's all I got on that. Well, I think 
since since you've been doing this podcast, however many years it is, you've been pushing people to do better. I know you said in the past you would say, well, that's this is ridiculous. But you've been putting in the work to support people, brother. And that that's the truth. You supported that young man. You just supported your mama. You do it in training. When you go out training, you do it on this podcast. I'm not saying you're beating yourself up, but you, in that aspect, you have changed. Maybe you had okay. You know, you, I mean, we all say, oh, man, that's bull crap about certain things. Maybe a little bit of that has reared up lately. I don't know. And you just put yourself back in check or the Lord puts you in check. Your compassion's building back for it or getting even higher than where it was. So that, that's that's my thoughts on it. I, I, you all been putting in the work. And people look up to you and respect you in that. And you know, just you talking about the other people on the board, they're going to hear about it. And your your support to people matters to people. That That's the position you're in. And my perspective is you've been putting in the work and doing a dang good job doing it. Well, I appreciate that, Corn. And that's that's if that if that's the truth, then that's it's by the grace of God, man. It really is. It really is. So, yeah, man. This whole journey for all of us is just a long process of being conformed more and more into the likeness of of Christ, and it never ends because you will never get there completely and that's what i'm going through man so i just hope the version of me that you guys get to know and interact with 10 years from now is is so much better than the version you've you've gotten to know and interact with for the 10 years prior to this that's what i want to happen however painful it is so that's all i got for today blake what's going on with youtube we got a, I hate to neglect my, my people on YouTube. <clears throat> yeah, we got a few super chats here. Uh, let me get them pulled up. All right, we got T. Russell gave 20 bucks. He said, keep doing the great work. You're helping people. God bless you all. T. Russell, thank you, thank brother. You. Manfred Kampf. Manfred. Manfred. He gave 15 and said, inspiring. He needs to unfat himself. <laughs> there you go, Manfred. Rebotter gave 99 what is that, Chitty? What's that saying? I don't know about that. Probably quid. Give, give 99 quid. Oh, we appreciate a, that, Rebotter. About a euro. A little Virgil gave 99 cent. Gate little keeper. Virgil. Hit <laughs> <laughs> that 99 cent. That's what I'm talking about. Why? Gatekeeper PVVQ gave 999, said keep it real. Gatekeeper. Thank you, man. Matthew Scott, he was on Proving Ground. Yep. He gave ten bucks. Said Chad, I want you know, want you to know that when you said your feelings are terrible leaders, that really stuck with me and got me through the whole weekend. God bless all of you. Mm. Awesome. Thanks, Matthew. Thanks for coming out and training hard, man. And the last one is Aries God. He gave nine ninety nine. Said new viewer, respect to you both. Do you think the advent of social media and technology in general has given the government more or less power in comparison to when you were twenty? Less power. Well, I was twenty. I'm presently twenty. Oh, Dang, they still. I'm twenty right in. now. <laughs> Garrett, right, right now. now. <laughs> Garrick just gave fifty bucks. Good lord, said Garrett. time is ticking. Don't let up. Nothing's a guarantee. Thank you. 
true garrick man it's awesome to see the the journey you're going through right now yeah. garrick i'm telling you man that's what i'm talking about man it's crazy every single one of you guys have something to offer every single one of you guys and the more you have screwed it up and the longer you've waited and the more you you have neglected yourself or the more crap that's happened to you that's completely out of your control, the more it is you have to offer. You have to understand that, man. We had two more. Travis Van S. he come in 1999 again. Travis, Travis thank you, brother. Artie Rowe, Artie, come in at 10. My man, Artie, thank you, brother. It's not what you look at that matters, it's what you see by Henry David hmm. Thoreau. Mm, thank you, Artie. Yeah, we get to see Artie quite a bit on uh, on Resurrected. Yeah. Travis, we get to see him on Resurrected. Garrick, yep. we see Garrick every week on Resurrected. Andreas, those are great calls, man. If you want to join us on Resurrected, go join us on uh, on Patreon. That's a live call we do three Sundays a month. Well, we actually get to see each other face-to-face and have conversation. All right. That wraps it up for the day. I hope you enjoyed the show. We love you guys. We appreciate all you do for us here at 307 Project. We wouldn't exist without you guys who tune in and and give us the support that has to happen for us to be able to keep going. So we'll keep showing up and doing the best that we can. And we just ask the same from you guys. Love you. Enough said.